Yes, James. Listen, James Crochet led the team. He wouldn't run the ball the way he he ran like tonight. Mm-hmm. Times, like, he's the ball. That if we're drafting all these players in the first round, we're spending money on these players. That play. And there is not much that teams are going to do when you're winning. Even if you ain't feeling what I got to say, I can write it, roll it up, and sew it away. Congrats to Paris for Giants. I know you're not. I can 86 to join, drop a number to get the playoffs. Even if you ain't feeling what I got to say, I can write it, roll it up, and sew it away. They ain't never called and let the beat play. I can 86 to join, drop a number today. I'm more lengths than then I, I want to start doing that. Swore, I, Lord, I got the end. Then the way with a That should be a big deal. Like a trip to our son. Living in the mountains is a freedom. Warning signs like we... All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back to another edition of Ravens Online on Gatekeepers. And I appreciate each and every one of you for dropping by and hanging out with me tonight. Tonight is a special night. Tonight is a night where we keep this under 45 minutes. How about that? Listen, if you are new here, I appreciate you dropping in. If you have not already, please like and subscribe to the video. If you are returning, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate everything you do. But make sure that you tell your friends and family to like and subscribe as well. Listen, I am 23 subscribers away from 1,400. But like your favorite running back, I want to hit that 2,000 mark. So, you know. Help me, and it in turn help you. But in more likely, it just helps me. But let's get this started. Um, it's been a tough week. Um, emotionally, physically, we've had a lot of emotionally draining news. Um, that's come about if you, unless you've lived under a rock and you don't know what's going on. Demar Hamlin, listen, he's responsive. He was writing today. You know, prayers work. I don't care what you call it how you phrase it, they work. And, you know, I'm just glad that that young man is up and well. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Cause you know, I don't like trying to use other people's tragedies to get views. So let's see who we got in here. We got uh, my man Raven C in here. <laughs> He's been in here for a minute. Got Yolanda B, our favorite patron. Our favorite patron up in here. And if you don't know, look out for that Yolanda B. Raven. Yolanda B. Raving. Whichever one she decides. We have not yet settled on a name. Big Reg, thank you for stopping by. I hope we're going to be on our best behavior tonight. And if you're not, it is what it is, bro. Let's celebrate. <clears throat> Guy from Network, thank you for dropping by. He said we're going to get this dub. I have faith. It's a strong possibility. You know, most people don't have the faith that you have, but anything's possible. The bro Kane, thank you for dropping by. I'm not watching it. These is pointless now that they handed the Bengals the North without pay- playing a game. I understand the situation. Come on, man. Well, my question to you is, even if they weren't handed that game, you really think we won't win on Sunday? And it's a possibility that they could have beaten the Bills. I mean, the way that it was looking. It was marching up and down the field, so, you know, anything is possible. But, I mean, I get the frustration. Um, I know that even with Cincinnati, they have frustrations because now they can't become the number one seed. Even though it might have been a long stretch, there's a possibility that they could have become number one. So, all around, and listen, less importantly, in a lot of fantasy football championships, you know, it causes a lot of dissension, a lot of problems. Um Right before I hopped on, I was talking to my brother, and he has some issues with his fantasy football league because he and the guy were in battle. He had one had Josh Allen, one had Jamal Chase. Um, you know, they don't know how to decide the outcome of that game, but it is what it is. But also, in talking with my brother, who, if you don't know, you can check out earlier videos that I had, my first video that I ever did on YouTube was taking my brother to his first football game, which is was the Ravens and the Steelers because he is a Steelers fan. And we also did another one called Bro Conspiracies. So, you know, drop back, check him out. Um, he wanted me to tell each and every one of you Ravens fans, thank you. Thank you for 
getting the Steelers into the playoffs. You know, I told them, y'all won five straight games. It's not us. But, of course, being the Steelers here that he is, it is what it is. Uh, I wanted him to come on today, you know, acclimate himself to being on camera, even though he is a character. But he is not ready for prime time. Uh, that mouth of his just wouldn't stand up. So we move on from that. Noah Driscoll, what's going on, bro? Thank you for dropping in here today. And what are you knowing? No, I shouldn't have let the cat out the bag about your channel. Uh, I do apologize. I do apologize. <clears throat> All right. So it was already brought up. But let's get into this Bills-Bengals game being canceled. Um, I guess the NFL came to their senses and decided that, hey, this game does not need to be replayed because it would have been hard for them to squeeze that game. And being that it's so late in the season, the wild card round was coming up. You know, you can't really – I know on Coach Evan's stream, if you haven't checked them out, check them out, Sips Tally Films, they made mention of doing a game on Sunday, Thursday, Tuesday. But then how would you turn around and do the next week? That would have just been a lot or too much stress on the teams going forward. For me personally, I think they should have just gave both teams a tie, call it a game, not just cancel it. Um, what do y'all think? Y'all think they should have canceled, made them play, tied it up? You know, um, there are certain ramifications – to this, like I said, um, Cincinnati does not have a shot at being the number one seed in the AFC. Um, the Chiefs now are in line, which they were before, for the number one seed. And now they don't kind of know what to do with that seeding. Um, there are two options that's been floating around that the, 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 the number one team in the AFC, because of the imbalance of games being played, they don't want to do it by win percentage, so to speak. So they're either going to possibly give the number one team either a choice this is what they're floating around it's possibly a first round bye or having the home having the afc championship game being played at a neutral site i don't know what they're going to do we'll see i just say listen whatever seeding is let the seeding be what it's going to be and keep it pushing Ken Appella, thank you for stopping by. It says, whether or not the NFL handed Cincinnati the North title, come on, do y'all realistically think the Ravens could have won it anyway, not without Lamar? We couldn't. I mean, listen, we barely beat the Panthers. We had to have the refs help us beat the Atlanta Falcons. We couldn't beat the lowly Steelers. The Browns beat us. But you thought that we were going to take Cincinnati and their high-powered offense to come in here and we were going to shut them down? I mean, listen, anything's possible. But for me, I don't know. Yes, Ranch is always supporting. You're to stop harassing the people in the comments section. Stop it. We're here to talk some football. We were here to talk some other things as well. I was going to bring a special guest, but he was unavailable. So, you know, lead the people be. Lead the people be. So, listen, if you like what you're hearing, if you... Think that this is cool. Um, we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And if you feel that, you know, this face isn't too easy on eyes, we also have audio form. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcast from, we're there. So make sure you go support your boy. You're on to stop it. <clears throat> All right. Oh, yeah. We're going to make this 45 minutes. We're going to make this count, indeed. So let's jump into this uh, Ravens-Bengals preview. Um, give you my thoughts on the game. We have the 11-4 Cincinnati Bengals hosting the 10-6 and Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens won in October 1917 over the Bengals. Lamar Jackson had about 170 yards passing. We probably had about 150 yards rushing. Um, we didn't do too well in – also, I don't know if some of you know or you forgot, T. Higgins got hurt in that game. T. Higgins got hurt and was out early in that game. So essentially it was just the Jamar Chase show. Tyler Boyd was kind of banged up. And Hayden Hurst, I don't think he was really acclimated to the team because it was the fifth game that he had played with them. So, you know, they did what they did. But now they are fully healthy, fully stocked. They're playing a lot better. They have won seven straight games to take the lead in the North. Now, 
during the preseason, I said, hey, the Bengals are the cream of the crop. They will win this division. We will go 10 and 7. And y'all told me, you're crazy. With the talent we got, we're going 15 and 2. The Bengals offensive line is garbage. But unlike us, we went, they went out and addressed their weaknesses and made them a strength. So that offensive line for Cincinnati is finally gelling. And they're looking like the cream of the crop. Um, our, uh, unfortunately, with the game Monday, I really wanted to see what the Bengals had against the Bills because that could possibly be an AFC title game match. Possibly, depending on how these seasons roll out. Um, I wanted to see how they would do against them. Uh, they've already beaten the Chiefs twice in a row at Arrowhead. Um, us, we're kind of midling along and wondering what's going to happen with our franchise quarterback. What's going on, Shug? Yes, sir. We are live. And I would have had you here, but I know you're busy. It's kind of early. And I know you don't want to talk about us. You've spoken enough about, about, the, about your Baltimore Ravens. And no, we will not be doing a two-hour stream. We're doing a tight 45. Yeah. No, it says this game is going to come down to our defense, basically, because offensively, we already know we're not doing anything. And that's a fact. Now, we didn't do much against this defense when Lamar was here and Lamar has missed 32 days and 14 practices. I think that it is highly unlikely that he's going to miraculously show up for this game. Um, Tyler Huntley has been dealing with a shoulder injury or that's what they're saying is wrong with him. Or they're trying to make excuses as to why he hasn't made the throws that people have been clamoring that he can make. Um, we also have some other injuries uh Deshaun Jackson, he's been he's missed the last two practices. Um at least we get Calais Campbell back because if you have if you have not seen and you don't yet know about it, uh my man Justin P talking Ravens all day, everyday trade. We did a show on Tuesday, and he and Bishop, or oh, I'm sorry, Bishop had a lot to say. And Calais Campbell was the big reason why we gave up 198 yards rushing. Well, he is back to practice as well as Marcus Peters, because I also heard Marcus Peters is the only reason that Pittsburgh was able to move the ball through the air on us. Now, Marcus Peters was playing early in the season. All y'all said was he's toast, he's burnt, we need somebody else. But when he's gone, he's the excuse why stuff isn't going right. I need y'all to make up your minds. <laughs> Bro, I'm always nice. I'm always nice, but I try to, I, I try to tell it like it is or what I perceive to be like it is, but this is what this is what they've been saying. They've been saying Marcus Peters is the savior. Marcus Peters is the heel. I got into it with uh, some coach. I can't remember his name, but the coach was telling me that the defense wasn't the reason the Ravens lost the game to the Dolphins. Marcus Peters was. And my retort was Marcus Peters plays on the defense, right? Even though it wasn't Marcus Peters' fault, it was Kyle Hamilton and the rest of that defense because those two weren't the only one giving the plays. But my point is, I tell it like I said, I don't sugarcoat for anybody. Listen, if Lamar's playing bad, I'm going to say Lamar's playing bad. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, no, he's the greatest. You know, it is what it is. What's going on, Bree? You fooling. What's going on, man? Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate that. Reg, his name is MP Waterboy. Listen, we all know the injury he suffered takes two years. The first year. It's kind of a, a a get straight year. It's a year to get yourself reacclimated with playing ball, being physical, doing these other things. You're not going to fully get your speed or use of movement back in your legs until that second year. And the defensive coordinator, being that he is a rookie, he should know these things. This is something that he should factor in and call the defense accordingly, just like with Brandon Stevens. Brandon Stevens is a liability. Scheme your defense around him. Shade him some help. Do something. You know what I mean? But they don't do it. And Marcus Peters, I'm sorry, is not going to be a scapegoat. He's not going to be a scapegoat. I'm not going to let you do it. Because he, in my opinion, is one of maybe two people that actually play like Ravens. Now, we've adopted that phrase, play like a Raven. I have not seen anyone play like a Raven in many, many years. Your boy Jonathan Harbaugh, he's drafted his quiet boys. He's drafted his goody two-shoes players. He's drafted these dudes that he wants to comprise his team. We see where we're at now. And to me, they don't play like Ravens. Are they football players? Are they professionals? Yes, they are. But they don't play like Ravens. They don't have that dog in them. They don't have that mean streak. Listen, 
Everybody on your team doesn't have to be nice. Everybody on your team doesn't have to be polite. They don't have to be cordial. You need somebody on your team that's not going to help that next man up. That's going to kick him while he's down. Teams do not fear us when they come into Baltimore, and I think that's part of the problem. When they used to speak about us and our defense, they'd be like, "Nah, I don't want to see them. Oh, you talking stuff about Ray Lewis? He breaks your shoulder blade. Not saying it's a good thing, but we had that intimidation factor. We don't have that now. And I think that MP Juice Man, he brings a little bit of that. Like, didn't you see him tackle Derek Henry by himself? We don't have many people on this team that's going to do that. You know, it says Mike shouldn't have hired Mike. Listen, he shouldn't have. But, you know, John Harbaugh likes to keep people in here that are beta to his alpha. I don't want no smoke. I don't want you coming at me. I don't want you questioning my authority. And that's the thing that he wants the best. That's why he keeps bringing in these older coordinators because they're like, look, I'm happy to have a job. Nobody else wants me. I'm glad you took me. What's going on, Brandon? Thank you for dropping by. <sighs> you say Marlon used to play like a Raven? I mean... I give Marlo credit. Mar Listen, Marlo's a, Marlo, put, Marlo do his thing. Marlo will get in there. He'll tackle. He'll do whatever he needs to do. Play like a Raven. I give it to him. You know, I think he, I think Marlon Humphrey has that, uh, he has that Russell Wilson effect in essence. Uh, good player. Good person. But some of the things that they do and say off the field it kind of makes you look at them sideways. Like, I don't really know if I can rock with that dude. So, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. All right, so uh, let's see. My three keys to this game coming up. Hmm. My first key would be for the Baltimore Ravens to stick to the run game. As we've known, if you've been a Ravens fan for a minute, facts, he got, he got that. If you've been a Ravens fan for a minute, and if you've known about Greg Roman prior to his Baltimore Raven days, you'll know that when Roman finds something that works, he goes away from it. So first key has got to be stick to that run game. We said in the offseason, we want to be a totally run-dominant team, play good defense. But yet and still when we get in the games and we start running the ball well, what do we do? We say, you know what? I think we're getting too many yards on the ground. It's not going to look good on the stat sheet. Let's try to throw the ball, knowing that Tyler Huntley cannot throw the ball. If it's not ten within a 10-yard range, he don't got it. It's one read, go. Um, I just think that we need to impose our will. Um, they have a good defensive line. Listen, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendricks. Sam Hubbard is injured. He's been limited in practice the last couple of days, but they have a good defensive line. They have some good linebackers. Um, but I think if we do what we're used to doing, we can run down their throats. Yolanda says, I don't think we have any keys to win against the <laughs> Listen, anything is possible, Yolanda. Anything is possible. If you had, listen, if the Saints can go out here with that horrible team and Andy Dalton and beat teams they're not supposed to, why can't we? We have much more talent than the Saints do. So why can't we go out there and shock the world? I mean, we're not going to do it just because of head coaching. They don't, I mean, they don't know whether they're coming or going. Listen, Harbaugh's been here since 20, uh, 2008. He still doesn't know clock management. He still doesn't know when to challenge. When do you learn? You know? So, yeah, that, uh, that that's my key number two, coaching. You know, when do we, uh, when do we start holding them to the fire of stop being complacent, Stop doing what doesn't work. The NFL is a copycat league, except for us. We don't like to copy anybody. We like to zag when others are zigging. And in that note, we like doing wrong when everyone else is doing right. Like, we don't take blueprints. We don't look at games. You know what I mean? Um, in anything, even, even as a YouTuber, you know, some of y'all can attest to this. You look at your videos and even though you're not supposed to go by numbers and say, oh, you know, I'm trying to get this many views. I'm trying to get that. You look at your old videos and you see what worked. You see which ones are a little more popular than other videos and you try to emulate them. You know, you try to remaster those and say, you know what? People seem to like this version, this iteration of this video or what I spoke about in this one. 
let me do it again. Let me replicate it and see what works. We don't do that as a coaching staff. We don't say, hey, this game plan works. This is where we're strong. This is where we're weak. So let's go out here and make it work. No, we sit back and say, I'm smarter than all of you and watch what I do. And it seems to more than likely end up with an L, especially when we get to the playoffs. <laughs> it says the only key is get to the wild card. We can help this possible. This is a fact. This is a fact. Now, I'm sure you are already subscribed. You already know about it, but shout out to my man Engraven. He just released the video stating that Lamar Jackson should be back for the playoffs. Is it true? We hope so. Do we want him to play? I don't. You know, it's, I don't need I don't need Lamar being called Mr. One and Four in the playoffs. You know, I don't want this being held against him. If he's not healthy, don't come back. You said Huntley beating Cincinnati, that's a dream. Listen, dreams do come true. If you wish hard enough, if you think, just mm, will it to happen, it'll come true. I mean, not in this case, but just in general in life. Noah says the Saints beat a team led by Uncle Rico. <laughs> Facts. If they can't do it, if they can do it, why can't we? Why can't we? What's going on, Brian? Thank you for stopping by. My man's in the house. Listen, once again, I know you are already there, but if you are not, make sure you go over to Lunch Break Hot Take. Check out my man, Jose and Brodney. If you like what I do, if you think what I do is good, check out the people that do it better. Every Wednesday, live stream, 7.15 p.m. Also, make sure y'all check out Ring King's podcast. Also, what with their brother, my brother, OTR Mike, open mic with OTR Mike. Check them out. Um, big fight coming up this weekend. They should be live streaming Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Brian, you can let them know. Make sure you check them out. Check out my man Raven C2. You know, I'm trying to get him on the show and, and kind of talk some Ravens with me. I don't know why he thinks that his takes are so out there that they'll offend anybody on my channel. If y'all know me and if you've listened to me for this last year, you already know. I'll say anything and everything that I feel. Other people be darned. Yeah, I mean, Ferris Muthana, what's going on, man? Thank you for dropping by. Thank you for dropping by. So, um, second key, my third key to this game is going to have to be the money-making defensive backs. I think that will be my third and probably most important key to this game. Now, we've paid a lot of money. Um, during the offseason, bringing in free agents, signing contracts, drafting. $43 million secondary. I don't want to hear about anybody's hurt. I don't want to hear about anybody's ailing. You put $43 million into a secondary. I expect you to shut people down. And we've struggled with that all season long, even with some of the lower-tier quarterbacks. So you have Jamar Chase. You have T. Higgins. You have Tyler Boyd. You have Hayden Hurst, the former Raven coming into town with Joe Burrow, who may be the hottest or the second hottest QB in the league. I need them guys to go out there and earn their money. Now, I'm not saying that we have to win the game. I'm not saying that they have to constantly win their matchups. But show me why we invested so much money into this defensive backfield. No, first, $43 million is just the total combined salary this year of all the players in the defensive backfield. He got signed to a $70 million contract. But I'm listen. I'm I, I wasn't too high on it, but I'm a fan of Marcus Williams. I liked him personally, but hey, in the beginning of the season, he was worth probably every penny of it. Like he was the only one getting turnovers. Now, granted, we still were the 32, 32nd ranked pass defense in the league while he was there, but he did his part, and I can't be mad at it. You know, I ain't mad at Marlon either. He's bounced back. Uh, he had some down games maybe years if you might say since that titans playoff game they've been doing that thing marcus has been injured it's just that brandon stevens it's just that pepe he's trying he's just too small and that kyle hamilton listen i need y'all to tell me y'all out there tell me zico kage what's going on man thank you for stopping by i need y'all to tell me what it is because before the season started coming out of the draft all I heard was, we got this great cover corner. I mean, great cover safety. He goes out there. He can cover tight ends. He can cover people in the slot. He can do all of these things because of this play I saw against Florida State. Y'all told me this. I said, chill out, man. You hard on the kid. 
He can cover. He can do this. He can grab this. Throughout the season, missed tackles, gets burnt. Now y'all telling me he's great box safety. Which is it? I need to know. You know, you invested a number 14 pick. You put a top 14 pick in a position that nobody values anymore. And because he's playing halfway decent, I'm supposed to jump, scream, and shout. You know, this could possibly be one of the reasons that Lamar is sitting at home right now. He could say, listen, you could have gotten me so many things this offseason. You could have done a myriad of moves to get me help on the offensive side. But you put all your eggs into this one basket, and the basket had a hole in it. And it's not holding up. Then when the team loses and we say, hey, the offense didn't score that many points. What did you think the offense was going to do? They bought my cousin from down the street off his couch to play wide receiver. He hasn't played wide receiver since high school. But you thought that he was supposed to go in there and get 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns? No. <laughs> Big Red says, consider me trouble. Like, oh, and the QB, we're not even getting <laughs> Listen, that's, a, that's another move. Once again, that O-way trade. We trade uh, off by right tackle. In the first round pick that we get, we get a project defensive end, linebacker, whatever you want to call him. And not to mention, we gave up a second round pick as well. Don't forget that. Not, don't think that we just gave up Orlando Brown Jr. We gave up a second round pick as well to acquire this guy. Yeah, but you know, he's the number one rated safety in the NFL, or rookie safety in the NFL by PFF in whatever their bias grading system is. So yeah, um, I need this, I need this secondary to wild out. I need them to cover some people, I need them to hit some. Listen, where are the hits? Where are those tackles that made people say, you know what? I'm not going across the middle. You know? <sighs> I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say always oh, a big bus. Listen, we 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 all well not we y'all have given Patrick Queen three years. Even though I don't want to admit it, <laughs> even though I want to admit it, let's give him that third year. He's not gonna do anything, but let's give him that time. Even though he was a first round pick, you know, let's uh, <laughs> uh, let's uh. Let's give him that time equally to see if he can bring out. All right. Next up, what we got? What we got? All right. So this is a question that I have for you all. Money a team. Do you all think that Lamar's absence has more to do with money or more to do with the team construct? For me, I think it's more of team construct than anything. Um, I just think that he's tired of not being pushed to the front of this organization like some other quarterbacks are. Some other quarterbacks are given everything under the sun to be successful. We are giving him nothing, and then we question him when the team fails. We question him when he gets hurt. Listen, I like to work out. I like to be in shape. But I can be at my tip-top peak performance. But if you overwork me, I can still get injured. And that's Lamar. You work him too tough. You have him running constantly doing games. He is 86% of your offense. What's going to happen? What's going to happen season after season after season? He's going to get hurt. Now, you're blaming him for doing his job. You're blaming him for putting his team on his back and making us relevant. Now it's, you know, it's two years in a row he got hurt. Uh, I don't know if we should give him that money. But you don't say to yourself, maybe we overworked him. Maybe being up 20 to 10 with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, maybe we shouldn't run him on some QB powers. We don't think of that. We just think about the optics of him not being there. What's going on, MDT Sports? Thank you for stopping by. Hey, make sure y'all drop by and check out my man's channel. Listen to him yell and cuss EDC and Joe Harbaugh out all day, every day. Noah says, I'm going to be in every stream telling all y'all T. Higgins and George Pickens could have been here. Listen, if you look at the thumbnail, I did that purposely. I put T. Higgins 
and I put uh, Patrick Queen up purposely because the Ravens could have drafted Patrick Queen. I mean, could have drafted T. Higgins instead of Patrick Queen, and we didn't do it. We went for another project, as we seem to do, and hope that he worked out for the best. It didn't happen. We all have questions. We all have questions. Um, I don't know what those questions are, but listen. When I say that, I, I think it's more about uh, team the money. I, I need y'all listen. Listen to this. You know, I'm just probably going to leave all that stuff alone. You know, I'm going to focus on the game and uh, uh, just get ready to, to coach our guys and have our guys get ready to play the game. Oh no, this is horrible. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? What's going on, Danny? Thank you for dropping by. You see the video the media team just released about Lamar's rest? No, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it. Zeke said he believes it's both. Now, my question to you, that video is, what does John Harbaugh mean by coach our guys? Isn't Lamar one of our guys? Isn't he a part of the team? Isn't he supposed to be somebody that you're supposed to protect as his head coach, as the father figure of this team? as kind of the patriarch of this organization publicly, publicly, aren't you supposed to protect your players? Now, if I were Lamar, I would be tired of it. I'd be tired of you, John Harbaugh, the man whose job I saved. Now, a lot of y'all don't think that that's true, but he saved his job. I would think that you could at least protect me in the media. You saw Mike McDaniel talk about Tua all year long. Hey, he's only going to get better. Hey, this isn't a third. That's my guy. Leave him alone. Y'all don't see what I see in practice. We don't get that from John Harbaugh. We don't get that sort of protection for Lamar that these other organizations do. And I know Lamar sees it. And I know he's probably getting fed up with it. Like, look, y'all don't treat me like a superstar quarterback. We have a guy. We have a young man that is the face of a franchise. He's one of the faces of the NFL. He is the Baltimore Ravens first and only MVP. Unanimous, by the way. One of two. He's one of two unanimous MVPs in the league's 100-plus year history. He's probably the only MVP we will ever get on this team. And we treat him like this. Half the Ravens fans have turned on him, talking about what he deserves, what he doesn't need, what he should and should not get. Build a team around something else. Get the draft picks. Get the players. Build something else. Well, we had Lamar on a, on a rookie contract. And what do we put around him? Nothing. We put nothing around him. And now you want to limit this man's money because he feels like he's worth something else. Now, which brings me to another thing, the money portion of it. You look in the back, he says, show me the money. But I personally have yet to hear Lamar demand anything. There have been reports. There have been speculations. There have been a lot of things that have been put out there in the media. But I've never once heard Lamar say, this is what I want. Now, he's played around with us. You know, he's he's liked and retweeted and done some things just to throw the scent off. But I've never heard Lamar say, this is how much money I want. I want this much guaranteed money. But we as fans try to tell that man what his pocket should look like. I will never tell a man how much he should get paid for his job. As a person that has worked his tail off for a company for 18 years, and not being paid close to what I feel I deserve, I understand. So I never tell somebody what I think they deserve. And for those of you that say, hey, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna handicap the team by getting a big salary. No, he's not. These are billionaires we're dealing with. And Jose said it before: if the salary cap ever became a problem with teams, they'll just change the rules to the salary cap. If it were ever that bad and teams felt like they couldn't sign the players that they wanted to sign or get the acquisitions or had the money or felt like they were losing out on anything, these owners will gladly have a meeting and go in there and change things up. So the Rams do it. The Bills do it. All these teams do it. It's just that the Ravens can't. And since we are, since we have been a franchise that have gone through this for years, it's been ingrained in us as fans. We've been brainwashed. We've been told, oh, my God, we can't go out here 
and sign these high-priced free agents, what are we going to do about the defense? Oh, man, we can't go out here and re-sign this person. We're going to be handicapped. Our billionaire owner, he's going to struggle. Like, how is this billionaire going to make it if we sign too many free agents? Let's not invest in wide receivers. We don't have the offensive coordinator to get us by. I mean, it's some horrible offensive coordinators out there. Listen, and sure can tell you, Matt Canada is the absolute worst. He's one of the worst offensive coordinators in the league. But yet and still, it seems to me every year, Pittsburgh goes out and tries to get him some uh, some weapons. They don't sit there and say, well, you're bad, so let's give you less to work with. That doesn't make sense to me. Greg Roman is a horrible offensive coordinator. So let's not invest in wide receivers because he won't know how to use them right. Okay, that's fine. Now you put the spotlight and you put the onus on Greg Roman. And once that onus is on him and he's not living up to his potential, you bring in that D-Hop, you bring in that DK Metcalf, you bring in that Stephon Diggs. When they're stuck around 600 yards at the end of the season, they're not going to look at Stephon Diggs and say, what's wrong with Stephon? We should have got rid of him when we had the chance. They're going to say, what's wrong with Greg Roman in his offense? Why is this perennial 1,000-yard receiver only getting 600 yards and have two touchdowns at the end of the year? I don't know. I don't know. All right, give me one second. So let me know what y'all think about it. Let me know how y'all feel about this situation. If you feel like we should keep Lamar, if you feel like he should go elsewhere and get his money, because personally, I don't, you know, I don't think that uh I don't think the Ravens are gonna give him what he deserves. At all. <laughs> At all. I just don't think that we as an organization really care to keep him. We just want to be profitable. We want to sell some merchandise. We want to fill some seats. We don't care who's in here because if you've listened to the Ravens throughout the years, we made Lamar. We brought in an offensive coordinator to run a system to make him better. Not, it's not like he wasn't a Heisman winning trophy, Heisman trophy winning quarterback in college football. It wasn't like he was making plays there. He came out of college football, bum, came to the Ravens, and we made him a star. And that's what they'll have you believe. Because everybody says, oh, if he leaves the Ravens, what offense is he going to go to? What offense can they run? They'll have to handicap him. Why? That man threw for 3,000 yards of college. He just happened to run for 1,500. It wasn't by design. It, it wasn't just him running around because he couldn't throw. The man dominated college football. Listen, I saw that man play against my Florida State Seminoles. And we were highly ranked. And that dude came and tore us a new one. And I'm like, who is this kid? Who is it? We can't stop him. And he played with much talent, with much less talented wide receivers than most of the college football landscape. And he was still doing the things that he was doing. So don't tell me it can't be done. It's just the leadership in Baltimore is horrible. It's putrid. But we're still living off of that 2012 Super Bowl, right? We still think that John Harbaugh is going to get us back to the promised land without leaders running this team. Now, I know some people say, oh, no, he had his hand in it. He had to say, no, it was a mutiny for a reason. The mutiny was, we're not listening to you. We're going to run this team now because you're going a little bit too far and your head's getting a little too big. And we see where that big ego has led this team. Oh, man, we are at 38 minutes. 38 minutes. I said, I said a tight 45. I said a tight 45, and I think we're going to get it. Because, listen, I'm about done. Y'all got something to talk about? I'm about done. Yes? No? Maybe so? Yeah. Ravens had leadership in 2012. People don't want to, listen, people don't want to, um, people don't want to admit that. They don't want to admit that Ray Lewis Ed Reed, Suggs, even Flacco to an extent, because I've heard I've heard some things where Flacco was digging into John Harbaugh, like, yo, I ain't the one. Like, Joe had a little fight. He didn't do it publicly. You didn't see a lot of emotion from Joe, but I've heard Joe yell at John Harbaugh, like, yo, you killing me out here. You and this office, you and Cam Cameron are killing the scene. And John was like, you right. What can I say? So, until then, you know, we're going to still go through the same stuff over and over and over again. I know there are a lot of Harbaugh supporters out there that believe 
he's the right man for the job. I personally, I've been asking for his firing since 2012 during the playoff run. I at least thought in my mind that he was at least a, a decent motivator of men. Come to find out, he's not even that. He's not even that. He's not a motivator of men. He, these teams are rarely prepared for big games. We're damn sure not prepared for the playoffs. Jimmy, what's going on? Finally caught alive, and it's about to end. Yeah, man. I thought let's say, I thought I had a special guest coming on at the end that uh was gonna take up some time, give us a little bit of extra content, some something a little something a little bit different. Um, but he didn't answer my phone call. He left me out there. So, you know. I mean, if y'all got some stuff to talk about or some questions you need me to answer, I might stick around for a little bit. Like it's 841. It's still a little bit early. Basketball game is at halftime. You know what I mean? Yeah, he ran the pro style offense in college. People don't, you know, a lot of people don't tend to tend to know that. Uh-oh. All right, we got a super chat from Brodney for $10. Says, great stream always, bro. I appreciate you. You know, I try to I try to give good streams. I don't know if I do if I don't. You know what I mean? I just come up here and speak from the heart and try to let people know how I feel. You know, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to get like you, B. I'm trying to get like y'all. Trying to become a natural. The people's chant. You know what I mean? What's going on, Stacy? This is my best friend, Stacy. What's going on? Thank you for dropping by. Appreciate you. Ravens, he says, uh, what does Hog really coach? And that's why we got a full front partner. Here we go. You start in trouble already, Mike. You start in trouble already. So, yes. Jordan Stout, fourth round punter. Let me clear this comment. Fourth round punter says, the Ravens spent a fourth round pick this year on a punter who's currently in the bottom quarter of the league in average yards per punt. Romeo Dobbs was selected two picks later. We probably should talk more about that. This is facts. This is facts. We should talk more about this. Um, listen, there was a video out there that said the Ravens are fleecing the NFL. This one says he's middle in the pack and punts within the 20, which is what really matters when you're constantly booting it from your own 10-yard line. This is facts. Like nobody, nobody wants to talk about this. Nobody wants to speak about the fact that. Y'all told me that this this uh Ravens draft was an A plus. And I said, uh, no, it's not. It's really not. It's a horrible draft. Like it fits nothing that we really need. It, it, it you know, I know they say we don't draft for need. We draft players, uh, best player available. You can't tell me Kyle Hamilton was the best player available at 14. You can't tell me Patrick Queen was the best player available at 28. You can't tell me, or 26, whatever, 22, whatever. You can't tell me Adafi Owe was the best player available at 28. You know, we need them in a linebacker. We lost CJ Mosley. We picked up Patch Queen. So it's, you know, one year y'all telling me it's best player available. One year y'all telling me it's team need. I don't know. Punter is not a team need in the fourth round. It's not something that we needed to grasp right then and there. We could have gotten free agent. We could have traded. We could have did so many things. We could have had Sam Cook come back. But we spent a fourth-round pick on a punter instead of getting a wide receiver that we desperately needed. Now I was told, let the young guys cook. Let the young guys – let's see what they got. And I said to y'all, listen, why would we waste Lamar's possible last year with the Ravens? Why are we going to waste another one of his years in the NFL experimenting with the wide receivers? Whether they could play or not, they could have been all pros. It didn't matter. Why take that chance? Well, I sit there and say, Lamar, I know you like being here, and I know you want to win a Super Bowl, but this year we're going to try a few things. We're going to experiment. You know, just be a be a team guy and go with it. Mark Payne, what's going on? Thank you for dropping by. He says, do you think Rex Ryan should have gotten a job over John? No. Listen, I love Rex Ryan. And when he was here with us, listen, I love the personality. I love some of the things that he brings. But just as a leader, I can't do it. We got another donation. More in peace. 
Appreciate you, brother. You always coming through. 30 bucks. It says, thank you, Big Hendo. Appreciate that, man. Listen, if you want to be awesome like More Peace, you want to be awesome like my man, Brodney, and you want to donate to the channel, help us grow, help us do a couple things, um, there's a pin link in the comments section. You can go there. We do not do super chats. YouTube takes 30% of that money and did zero to earn it. It's kind of like the government. They want you to earn the money and they take their parts of it. We ain't having it though. So if you would like to, you don't have to, donate to the channel. Or you could just like the video. You can subscribe or you can sign up to the Patreon. It's in the comment section as well. Patreon.com forward slash R-O-U-G. Sign up, get some special perks. Listen, if you want to request some videos on anything or any topic in, in particular, I got you. If you want to sign up for our Pick'em's League, if you want to sign up for our Fantasy Football, and as of yesterday, our Fantasy Football League has now turned into a Dynasty League. So next season, instead of just doing a regular draft, we will be doing a Fantasy League. We have 14 openings. Well, right now we have eight openings, but I'm sure they'll fill up. But if more people sign up, we'll open up some more slots. Also, yes, the merch. I got some merch. Check it out if you like it. Buy it. If not, tell a friend. You know, Valentine's Day is coming. And what better way to show your significant other you love them but by sending them some, some Jamar Laxon merchandise. I got him on there. Y'all seen it. Check it out. But, hey, that's my plug for right then and there. <laughs> um, Big Ray says, uh, that's the problem, fans. We want so much defense. We could have gotten a wide receiver instead of that punter or an injured pass rusher or a backup safety. Yeah, you know, that's one another argument that somebody had about, um, yeah, when uh, when Chuck Clark leaves next year, when Chuck something with Chuck Clark that Kyle Hamilton can take over. And my point was, if Kyle Hamilton was so special, why does he not have Chuck Clark's job right now? If he was this transcendent talent, if he was this generational safety, why is he not starting? Why does six-round, seventh-round pick Geno Stone, why did he start a safety when Marcus Williams went down instead of our number 14 pick? We claim defense, defense, defense. That's what this organization has been built on. That's our foundation. But when it comes to the end of games, we cannot hold a 10-point lead. We can't hold a double-digit lead, even though foundationally we are a defensive team. But once you sign Lamar Jackson, once, you saw, once you've seen that he is an MVP quarterback that can pass the ball, which they didn't believe he could, once you saw this, now there needs to be a philosophical shift and you're thinking no need or no longer do we have to, oh, run the ball in defense. Listen, 85% of the league can run the ball and they don't have Greg Roman as an offensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan, to me, he's the run game genius. He's the run game guru. He takes anyone. I guarantee you, give me six months to train. I'll get him 500 yards. I'll get Kyle Shanahan 500 yards on the ground. 300 yards through the air. That man can take any running back, any quarterback, any group of wide receivers and make an offense. Us, we can't do it. And John Harbaugh does not seem to see that. He does not seem to see that his main man is very limited in his skills. But once again, you give me a job and you pay me top-notch money. You make me the highest paid anything, anywhere, at any job or any position. And I am not performing. And you continue to give me a contract year after year. What am I supposed to do? Why should I try to attain to get better? You're paying me. And on top of paying me, you're giving me raises. Why do I need to get better? And that falls on the head coach. I know a lot of people think it falls on Aaron DaCosta, but he does not have that power. John Harbaugh has a certain amount of power because he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, head coach. And one power he should have is the exit power and get the hell off my team. That's the one power that I cannot wait for. Listen, next Wednesday, my birthday, next Wednesday. I'm waiting and hoping and wishing and praying for my birthday. John Harbaugh gets fired. I don't want me to part ways. I don't want contracts terminated. I want to see John Harbaugh fired. And I know that's harsh, but we have wasted enough of this organization's time. We've wasted enough of Lamar's years. Now, is that a 
Is that contingent upon them all signing a contract that we need new leadership? We need a different direction? I don't know. I don't know. D3 says they normally sign extensions one or two years before the end of the contract. They were <laughs> dragging their feet on them all. Of course they were. What's going on, Rachel? She said, is there anyone still looking to get tickets? I have four up for sale. I'll sell for less. Ah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Are y'all looking for tickets? I thought I wanted to go to the game. I'm not particularly sure if I am because so yes. Even even though there is a positive outlook. Even though there's a positive outlook going forward as far as what happened at the events of the Monday night game with the Bills in Cincinnati, there is still a psychological component to it. Um we can leave a tragic situation and we can tell ourselves that we're better. You know, once we remove ourselves from that situation, we can say, Hey, you know what? I'm good. I'm calm. Even killed. I feel good. It's until we get put back into similar surroundings, similar circumstances, just things that remind us, even just the smell of grass can trigger certain things. Um, just just because this was something that happened to the Bills organization does not I mean does not mean that it did not affect the Bengals players. T. Higgins, like they came at T. Higgins, like that Bart Scott stuff. Bart Scott, I know you a former Raven, but you a clown for that one. Saying that T. Higgins was the reason that man went down. It's football, football plays. So even during this game come Sunday, uh, something I forgot to speak about. We could possibly win that game because we do not know the mental mind state of the Bengals going into that game. And once they get back onto a football field, you don't know what's going to pop up. You don't know what reoccurring issues, some or psychological issues some of those players are going to have. And that can actually bring them down during that game. Um, you know, they you know, they might be able to win. I don't know. It just depends on the headspace that the team is in at that time. All right, give me one second again. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Do I want to go to that game? Oh, it might be nice. It's the season finale. You know what I'm saying? It's the, reg it's the regular season finale. It might be nice to actually get out there and see the game in person. But I, I don't want to go to a game and uh, see the Ravens out here struggling or just looking real pathetic. Hmm. All right, that's a good one. Yep. One more second, please. I knew it. I knew it. All right. Um, Bridge Fool said, if I was a mod, I'd put head coach and change in my contract. And that may be a possibility. Um, why would you why would you stand by somebody that doesn't stand by you? I'm a big, big person on loyalty big on loyalty and if i show you all the loyalty in the world and you don't reciprocate that back to me it's a done deal i have no use for you you know i have i don't want to be around you i don't want to be a part of what you got going on because i don't know when where how i can trust you going forward yeah but he listen he's always and sometimes you you just never know sometimes these guys sometimes give their takes just because they're trying to get views or they have a certain agenda that they need to push, especially on that network. You know what I mean? They had people say some of the weirdest, the weirdest and craziest things. Listen, I knew boss, something was wrong with boss Scott when um he was talking about Hollywood and he was like, yeah, Hollywood ain't this, Hollywood ain't that. My thing was, but let's not pretend that you were this all world linebacker and the Ravens let you go for a reason. Yeah, I mean, they let him go for a reason, so, yeah. What's going on? It says, do you think Rashadi is majorly to blame for the destruction of this team after all the buck stops at him? Yes, he is most responsible for this for this debacle that we have going on. Um, I, under, I understand, and being 
an older person, you, you tend to stick with what you know. You tend to stick with what makes you feel comfortable in things that you tend to have to be less hands-on or you know what to expect from. Um, with him, he likes continuity. He likes not getting involved. He knows what to expect from John Harbaugh. Does he think John Harbaugh is the greatest? He may or may not, but he knows. I know what I'm getting from this guy. I know what to expect. I know he's not going to make a fool of me or this organization. I know that he's going to represent us to a certain extent. Now, should he have stepped in and said, listen, your offensive coordinator ain't getting it. Your defensive coordinator is lackluster. If you don't get it right this time, I'm going to have to move on from you because how many offensive coordinators do we have to go through before you decide it's the head man? How many times do I have to bring in people before you say, you know what? Maybe it's not them. It's you. And I don't have, care how you do it. You can say, hey, it's not you. It's me. But I'm letting you go. So sometime during the next week. Yeah, let that man go. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Because, listen, every time I see him on the network, every time he um, he I, 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 I peruse through the channels and I see him on there, the first thing that he says to the people on that stage is, my key card still works. If you aren't one of the most insecure people, I don't know what is. Because if your key card still works, so be it. Why do you keep have why do you keep have to tell the world my key card still works at one winning drive? Just do your business, come in, do whatever you need to do and leave. Stop being insecure because he knows he's not beloved. Oh, my pictures are still up there. I mean, I'm sure it's not a picture of just bought Scott by himself. I'm sure it's a collaborative picture of multiple Ravens meeting at the quarterback or something, not just him. I don't see them just putting Bart Scott up there. Best thing he did was hit Ben Roethlisberger and put him to the ground because I use that gift a lot. So I thank him for that. But aside from that, yeah. Yeah, he took a shot. He took shots at Hollywood. Listen, once again, I, I, I thought Bart was a real one, but. Yeah, and also Marquise, Marquis, Marquise, whatever. He, like, bro, come on. Come on. You made it. So now you want to try to tear other people down? That's what I can't get with. I can't get with that. Brandon says, our management used to be sparkling. Was now we more of a 40 ounce. Good enough to get drunk, but that's it. Yeah, it's good enough to get drunk. And don't forget the hangover that's going to come with it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. We got another donation from More in Peace. Appreciate you, my brother. Always support. I appreciate the support. He says, who will be Mr. J Mr. J's number one wide receiver in 2023? Um, to answer that question, who will be his number one wide receiver? It depends to me. I know who it is, but it depends on how you feel about the situation. Because some people feel that Jalen Waddle's number one. Some people feel Tyreek Hill is number one. I'm gonna go with Tyreek Hill, but either one, like he's got he's got two number one wide receivers coming to him next year. I truly believe, and I know a lot of people say, "Hey, he's not going to the Dolphins. They lost it. They forfeited their first round pick this year." Listen, Stephen Ross is a man that gets what he wants or tries to get what he wants, and if he wants to acquire Lamar, why wouldn't he? Listen, the future with Tua is not set. They set up this team to build around a quarterback to build a championship team. They traded for Bradley Chubb to up this defense. They they signed um, Xavier Howard to a long-term extension. All they really need is a quarterback. And right now, unfortunately, Tua is going through his concussion protocols. Um, I personally think the man shouldn't play again. They need a quarterback. Now, as far as the free agent list, free agent list I saw today, actually. And on the top 25 free agents of 2023, number one was Lamar Jackson. Number three was Roquan Smith. So that's two people the Ravens got to try that sign or attempt to sign. Um, being a defensive team, who do y'all think they're going to sign? What's going on, Jose? Thank you for dropping by. Appreciate you, bro. Brady says Carolina. I mean, a man can hope. I can listen, Carolina. If y'all don't already know, Carolina is the cousin team. You know, DJ Moore, University of Maryland. I could I could appreciate him being Lamar's number one wide receiver. We got engraving in the house. What's going on, man? 
you know that you know they definitely signed in Roquan. Listen, he's made Patrick Queen so much better as a player, even though he's still mid. He went from awkwardly awful to decent, and that's because of Roquan. He's made him a better player. So he makes his defense out of this world. If they could just get some pieces right, they could slow some teams down. I'm not going to say shut teams down because we all know defenses ain't shutting nobody down. 49ers, best defense in the league. Backup quarterback, Jerry Stidham, 34 points put up on him. They couldn't stop him for nothing. So you really think without a pass rush, a defensive scheme, or a defensive coordinator that knows what he's doing, you think we stopping some people? Nah. And Graves said, Lamar's been here five years, and we don't know if they're signing him. That's crazy, isn't it? Five years, and we still have questions. Roquan hasn't been here five months, and it's almost guaranteed that we are going to do. Listen, we may not bring Roquan back, but it's a guarantee they're going to do 95% of what's in their power to bring him back. They may not offer him $20 million that he wants, but they're going to try to come down close to it. Yeah, Jose thinks that Roquan is gone. Because listen, if, listen, the season's almost over. If they don't hit Roquan up with an extension now and he hits the free agent market, there will be a team, a la Baltimore Ravens North, New York Jets, that will offer him $22 million a year. Maybe 23. It's going to be a team that's going to overpay because there's always a team that overpays. Same thing happened with CJ Mosley. We were like, eh, you know, we'll let him test the market and offer him a little bit of change. Jets is like, no, at the time, we'll give you 17 mil, which at that time was a lot of money for a linebacker. If he, listen, he hits that market, he's done so. He's done, listen, yeah, I mean, once again, engraving, you know, if we get, if we get him, if we get him to do a Mark Andrews and hit before he hit that market and get him to sign something, we good. But if he hits, listen, he gets to visit all the teams. Now, all the teams around the league got to see him up close and personal. They know what he did in Chicago on that bad team. He's come here and transformed our defense. Teams around the league see it. You don't think that there's a rookie second-year head coach that's like, I could use somebody like that. I could use a man that can make my front four better. I could use a dude that can rush the passer, tackle, and defend the pass. And if he hits that free agent market, somebody's going to offer him a hell of a good deal. <laughs> Ravens, he says, no, y'all can have our punter. <laughs> Listen, don't nobody want our punter. In the biggest games, he shanks punts. I've seen that man shank a punt three different times, three different occasions in big games for 20 yards. But we spent a fourth-round pick on it. Y'all saw the thing? We could have had Romeo Dubs. We could have had Romeo Dubs. So, yeah, I hope Lamar goes to Carolina. I hope he goes to Miami. I don't want to see him in San Francisco. I don't want to – Don should want to see him in Washington. I don't know. Listen, you might get – somebody might get slick. One of these desperate teams might get slick and sign Roquan and Lamar. And then it might not be the Ravens. Like if you have a if you have a, a coach that's trying to get back to winning. Now I will say this: if uh if Jim Harbaugh goes to Carolina, he might sign him. <laughs> he might sign him. So get ready, get ready, Brody. When Jim Harbaugh is that head coach of the Carolina Panthers, he's going after all John Harbaugh's former players and coaches. You said we need to ask Tucker Punt. We asked that man to do enough. Listen, he's taking it hard when the team loses and it's not his fault. So, all right. I said we was going to keep this a tight 45 minutes and we have hit over an hour. So, listen. Yeah, it's always too far. We did too much. Well, you said I took it too far. My apologies. I, I, you know, I... A joke, a kid, Roddy. You know, nobody wants Jim Harbaugh in Carolina. I did. I don't. I don't want any Harbaugh in the NFL parade. But, you know, that's what we get sometimes. All right, y'all. We have been in here over an hour. And this is just supposed to be a Thursday night preview stream. But I appreciate you all stopping by. Once again, like y'all, appreciate y'all. Um, don't forget, Sunday after the game, 7 p.m., we will be doing a recap of the Cincinnati Horror Show, which is the Bengals versus the Ravens. And hopefully they don't put 40, 50 points up on us just to be smart. Because I think Joe Burrow 
is the type of quarterback that remembers. He remembers the trash talking. He remembers all the stuff we did, and he'll try to run up the score on us, just like he did last year when he tried, he almost put up a thousand yards just for fun. I don't know where he's in. He can go coach. He can go coach the Redskins. I mean the Commanders. I wouldn't mind that at all. He can coach the Commanders. I'd love. Actually, I'd love that. Then we could have like a Beltway series, us against him, and see how that turns out. I just want to see Harbaugh with another organization that doesn't have a winning culture for him to walk into, and see how he builds and coaches the team because he walked into a great situation when he came to Baltimore. And a lot of people seem to forget that, thinking he is the reason we are who we are. But theoretically and in retrospect, he is who we are now, but not who we were. That we want to get back to being. Mm. All right, y'all. Once again, listen, thank you for stopping by. I will see y'all next time. Remember, always think for yourself. Never give it to conformity. Formulate your own opinions. And most importantly, be somebody important. Be yourself. Until next time, y'all.